0: Welcome everyone, we're about to begin, this is Hashem, BPW number 68, that's bias Primi, sheer for Women, Share number 68. In the last year we talked about non-sexual physical touch and the importance of it. Now we're going to get to the sexual intimacy, which is Kodesh Kadashim, because what it is, is, is the ability Hashem gave every husband and wife to connect with each other, spiritually, emotionally. And physically. It's the kaidish Kadasham of the relationship. It allows us to know and be known in a way that no other person can know us. That's Vayeda Adam Eschave Ishtay, he knew her, because it's a true Yediyah. And sexual intimacy can be the greatest connection that a man and a woman can experience here on this earth. It is the pleasure of exploring each other in the way Hashem wants it, and the way Hashem designed it to be. Everything changes physically in the physical sexual act. Organs become enlarged, fluids change, nerves are excited. Pleasure is experienced in a very profound, traumatic way. And who made this? Hashem made this. Hashem designed this. He designed our bodies so that we could enjoy the ultimate, Pleasure within a marriage. It was his idea, HaKadosh Baruch Baruch's idea. It was not the idea of some other Kayach Chas Yes, it is also an Issayan because it could be misused for terrible things. But the purpose of this urge and this connection is positive because Hashem wanted every man and woman to experience this in marriage. And the sexuality is part of who you are. It's part of who you are. It's not different than any other aspect of your personality or of your physical bodies, of your emotional makeup. And when you share yourself with your husband, with your wife, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, it's the deepest level of intimacy that you could possibly experience. It's the ultimate way of giving yourself to another and we will talk in the future, Shiyoram, how to optimize this sexual intimacy and what issues could limit a couple's sexual connecting, and we'll talk about it. But it's clear that a Kaddish Baruch, who created the physical, intimate, sexual aspects, not just for procreation, not just for Pruhavu, but he designed it for our enjoyment as well. And yes, midairaisa, on a Dairisa level, it's more a, a mitzah on the husband to give to his wife this way, but it's meant, ponem al ponem, that it could reflect back, and the husband enjoys it immensely as well. And this pleasure, Hashem designed it, that it should be experienced exclusively in marriage. That's why you have these Isurim, against levavchem not the lust after your eyes, the, the gili arayis, and the Isar of ish and so on and so forth, adultery, like Sinaf is one of the Asar It's there because this is what Hashem is saying. Don't use the sexual gift I gave you on the outside. Experience it only in marriage the way I want you to experience it. And, and when you do that and you see it from those lenses, then it is sacred, it is kadosh. That's how Hashem sees it because it has the ability to bond the husband and wife into a unit, to be holy within it, and you can enjoy great sexual satisfaction and be a Kodesh, a holy person. This is something that's a misconception that people have, that they think it's two opposites, that if you're enjoying sexual pleasure when you're with your husband or you're with your wife, that it diminishes holiness. No. It enhances holiness, and very people unfortunately have this um, resistance to it—the sexual aspects—and most, some people find it, if they are striving for this holiness, consider it distasteful, at the least, and even evil, or necessary evil at the worst. But it's not the case. Hashem wanted us to do this. After Matin Torah, Shvu Lochem, La'ahalechem, who was the exception to the rule, he wanted holy people to be engaged with their husbands, with their wives. And by the way, this is not, people make a mistake. They think, okay, you know, while you were by Har Sinai, it said, don't be intimate for three days, prepare yourself to Kedusha. And that's what they did. And they, they uh, were with a with Torah with a holy body, and now, okay, go back to your tents, now Matan is over, and now you could go down a notch and uh, resume your regular lives. That's not the true outlook of this. The true outlook is, is the the going back to your tents and interacting in a healthy way, sexually, between one, a husband and a wife, that is the core and shavish of the Matan to begin with. The whole precious. we talked about this many times with the Nida period. The Nida period, with all the Isurim and all the Harchakes, the purpose of it is so that when that process ends, you become powerfully intimate with one's husband and one's wife afterwards, like a renewal, like you're newly married again and so on. Same thing over here. The Shuvu La L'Aleichem, that Hashem said, go back to your tents and be intimate after Matan Torah," is not a step down, it's a step up. It is accomplishing what what Matan Torah was trying to tell you all along, is to keep and mitzvahs in this physical world and elevate the physical. And the way Hashem made it with the sexual connection is that needs to engage the three parts to it, the physical aspect of it, the spiritual aspect of it, because Hashem commanded to you connecting souls and so on, and emotional intimacy, emotional. If you only have the physical, you do not share the spiritual and emotional connection, and you expect that the sexual relationship could be is going to be unbelievable. You're just kidding yourself. It doesn't happen that way. Why it's one dimensional sex. One dimensional sex is you have two bodies, physical sex, release. Their their, their, their souls are not connecting, their emotions are not connecting, and it does not last. You may have a good time for short periods of time, it has you feel empty after a while. But three-dimensional sexual activity, which is the connection of a soul, the spirit, the emotion, and, and the body combined, is very explosive, very powerful. And that's why it's so important to always be spiritually and emotionally connected at all times, not just when you're being sexual. And that kind of sexual intimacy keeps you together for life. And it gets better and better over the years. Here is what people don't understand. If you look at sex just as one-dimensional, if you look at it just pertaining to the physicality, the physical aspects of it, then, yeah, yeah. When you're in your twenties or thirties, it it's it's the the body's function more at a i you know ideal prime, and then as you get older, that aspect of the one dimensional just you're looking from a pure physical span standpoint, does diminish somewhat in time, but if that physical is combined with the spiritual connection and the emotional connection, then the whole sexual experience between husband and wife. It's more and more enjoyable, even physically more enjoyable, when you are in going in from your 20s into your 30s, into your 40s, into your 50s, into your 60s, and even into your 70s, believe it or not, where they have a true tremendous pleasure from each other. That the spiritual and emotional aids, that the physical, even though they're not 20 anymore, they're 60, they're 70, they enjoy it in an extremely immense way, and it gets better and better and more exciting and more exciting. And that is really a key. Hashem views this as a kodesh Shvetar thing. It's an innate power to bond the husband and wife into a unit, to rear children, and to connect with each other. It's important, even though it's dark. It's supposed to be dark in the room. Even in those heteroam where there is physical intimacy by day, it has to be in, in dark, darkened, everything has to be dark, you know, halacha. But a little bit you can see sometimes even in the dark. And it's important to look at each other in each other's eyes. Some people close their eyes and they disconnect that way. It's too, Either it's too intense for them Sometimes, unfortunately, they think about other things that they shouldn't be thinking about. But it's important not to have the courage to look at in, in each other's eyes and facial expressions and give to each other that way. It's very, very important. And also the foreplay and afterwards is being open, being vulnerable, connecting spiritually, connecting emotionally, connecting physically. Basically, what you're doing is is your are express, expressing through your physical bodies to your husband, to your wife, I love you and you're special and you're beautiful and you're wonderful and here is an opportunity to plant seeds of praise and support for your husband and wife. It's truly, truly emotionally, emotionally healing and we said this before, the stipend has a letter about it, When used the right way, it heals on an emotional level as well. It could heal trauma. It could heal old wounds if the sexual connection is used in that healthy way where it's not one-dimensional, just physical, but it's connected to the neshama and to the hergation emotionally and spiritually. That's the way Hashem wanted it. And then ultimately your body could experience great pleasure as well, and it's perfectly fine. And when you give of each other emotionally and physically and spiritually, then it even doesn't make a difference whether one of them has technically a higher sexual drive than the other. They'll both want to be sexual with one another on a consistent basis. Why? Because even though physically one of them may be less pulled to it than the other spouse, but when there's the emotional connection and the spiritual connection, That prompts some a spouse that even they may have a lower physical desire to want to be with their husbands or with their wives. So it's very important for when you have a higher and lower libido wife, a husband and wife, which is all every marriage has. That it's in it's almost. It's extremely unlikely, very, very, very rare where you have them both on the same level of interest. It's usually one more and one less. It's just the way it is. And sometimes the gap is bigger, sometimes the gap is smaller, but it's always there. Most of the time, it seems to be that the woman has the lower interest, naturally, physically, I mean, and the husband higher. A lot of times it's reverse. A lot of times is you think you're lower, but in reality, once you open up your heart and you get through those stereotypes of sexuality then you really have a high desire when you didn't never realized it before but whatever the case may be is you don't shut it off as a one-dimensional concept but as a connection of emotional and spiritual then you will see that even the one that has theoretically the lower desire physically they'll want to be intimate because they feed their soul with the emotional and spiritual connection, and then their body goes along and they enjoy it. And this is an important insight to know in general for someone that has the lower interest is if in your mind you say, I love my spouse, husband or wife, and I want to connect with them. And once they do that, they have to initially put in that effort and their bodies aren't excited. We talked about it before, the reactive, uh, reactive desire. You have to engage first and then the desire comes while you're engaging. Then, but once they do that, as Michelle Weiner-Davis, once we had a video on it, where a lot of wives acknowledged that, you know, I naturally don't automatically have a spontaneous desire, but once I make a decision and engage with my husband sexually, I really have a good time and I really enjoy it. And it goes both ways with the husband having a lower libido as well. It needs to really do their best to give to their wives, even if they're not feeling it at the moment and the feelings come naturally um, as you go along in the process. And again, you have to really also accept the sexual nature of your husband or your wife. If you have this outgoing, very um, experimental and open type of personality, then you may want your sexual life to be more exotic, more interesting, and more innovative. And sometimes one is more conservative, and they like it in a more conservative way. And it it is important to respect each other's, um, you know, inner personality connecting to sexuality and honor it and respect it. But at the same time, one needs to learn how to adapt to each other and find a middle ground there, right? If you marry a a woman or a husband who doesn't drive, you know, make sure always within the speed limit, doesn't take much risks, conservative in their beliefs and behaviors, then you can't really expect them sexually to be really radical in their experimentation, and that in there needs to be a realistic expectation, but that doesn't mean that there is room for that adventurous feeling and to have fun together, but you have to do it within the personality that your husband or wife is in. Some men and women like to take more risks and are more aggressive. It'll 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 reflect in the bedroom as well. Some are more stable, they don't want the limelight, they they are more on the quiet end of things and in sexually they'll be that way too they'll enjoy it, they'll engage but they'll be more in the quieter reserved way you need to honor each other's personalities sometimes go out of your comfort zone to accommodate the other but when there's the healthy balance as a couple, just like with everything else in marriage where you work through together to integrate your different personalities, introvert with extrovert someone that's more emotional, less emotional Um, Someone that's more intuitive and um, theoretical versus one that's practical. One who is more structured versus one who is more uh, open-ended, you know, and and free. So the idea is, is to balance that, realize it reflects in the sexual bedroom activity as well, and to do everything you can to accommodate each other. So, for example, if one is more reserved, generally speaking, the other one's more, wants to try different things... And experiment or be more spontaneous, then it's very, very important for the one that likes to, it's conservative to go out of their comfort zone from time to time and accommodate their spouse. And the other way around also, they explain if a one husband or wife, whichever one, tells the other one, you know, we you, you enjoy the spontaneous and the fiery way we do things, but I sometimes need it more quieter, the cuddling, the holding, the more... Quieter a way of doing it and you compromise with each other you compromise with each other and you will give each other to your different styles of sexuality the way you want it expressed and you give to each other maybe you could sort of take turns and whatever your schedule of intimacy is that certain nights will do it this way more inclined to the wife's personality sometimes we'll do it more that way which is more inclined to the husband's personality and they work it together just like every other aspect in life so very important you say that sexuality in this case even though it's more mysterious and, and it's more private and more intense a lot of the concepts of working with each other sexually that you should both experience a sexual satisfaction in marriage is the same you say that it's the same concepts of how to align with each other in all aspects of marriage. The compromise, getting out of your comfort zone, the giving, the listening, the understanding that applies in the financial end or, 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 or chinech end or whatever it is, applies to the sexual end as well. To understand your personalities and give of each other and compromise and work on that middle ground. When each of you go out of your comfort zones to meet each other in the middle, that is where the love grows and thrives and the sexual enjoyment increases and is enhanced and becomes more and more beautiful over time. Bracha and